Good morning, and thank you so much for coming back and listening to me ramble on another podcast again. So, it is 6 in the morning. So, excuse me if I'm a little tired. I didn't get any sleep last night, and I figured I would pre-record this just like I did the last episode because I want to talk about it, and I want to get this off my chest and, like, out and away from myself and just release this energy so I can invite good and new and clean and fresh energy in. So hopefully you have your morning coffee or tea or water or something that helps you because I'm going to be sipping on mine quite a bit throughout this podcast, except for I only have half of mine left, so I'm probably going to have to go get more. Um, but... Today's topic, I already have posted it on my blog. It is a blog post somewhere. It's scheduled sometime this month, so if you are a part of that, you can go read it on there as well. There's probably more topics that I discussed about it. This is obviously me just discussing it right off the top of my head. So, today's topic is about how I am in relationships and I guess how I have been in the past which is really personal but so was the last podcast most of my episodes have been personal in my opinion so whatever here we go um so clearly I'm in a relationship right now and recently I just received a message the other day telling me how they don't feel like we are dating, which is funny because this isn't the first time that someone has told me that. One of my other ex-boyfriends messaged me something similar. He had basically said that he was surprised that nothing changed after we started dating. And in my head, I'm just thinking, like, is something supposed to change? In my opinion, nothing is supposed to change. Like, I'm confused. <laughs> um... I don't know, I guess what you see is what you get with me, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like things shouldn't really change that much. I think you just get to know the person a little bit better, and that's about it. You grow with them. Um, you promote positivity and, like, growth. Like, you stimulate the better in each other. I don't know. Um... I feel like you get what I'm saying, but I don't understand why I'm being told that they don't see that we're dating and, like, it's not a thing, and I just, I don't treat how, I don't, clearly I don't know. I'm literally in the dark for this, but I just think it's very funny and interesting how this isn't the first time I've been told this, so this is a reoccurring thing in my life. So, clearly it's me. I am the problem. Um, but the thing is, I'm not, it's not a problem. It's just, uh, I don't know, there's so many things going on with this. I don't, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, does anyone else experience that? Probably not, if we're being honest. But, I just thought it was super interesting. Because... How I see people in relationships, 
I don't know. I don't say I love you unless I mean it, and that is something that happened with my very first boyfriend. We never worked out because he couldn't handle the long distance, and neither could I, and I didn't trust him all the way. So if he was out with people, I was just like, who are you with and what are you doing? And in my current relationship, not like this needs to be put out there on blast either, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, that whole situation is he will go out and not tell me, and it's almost like he doesn't care, but I also don't ask because I guess I don't care. I'm not, I don't know, but I think that you should just say what you're doing anyways. I'm always being asked what I'm doing, but nothing changes. I don't go out. I sit at home. I study, I get ready for my future, I'm literally doing podcasts and blog posts and editing things and uploading things and that's just who I am and I'm not a homebody, I love going out and I love doing things and I I love surrounding myself with positive people and being with my friends and all that good stuff, but I don't go out all the time, like I, I eat dinner at home, I I don't know, I just, in that part we are different, I'm going to take a coffee break. So, that's a part of it, and I guess that's me venting right now. But at the same time, like, you're allowed to go hang out with your friends, but, like, do you need to go to the bar all the time? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, what else is there to talk about? I just think it's interesting, I guess. I don't know. Um, and there have been some other relationships that I've had that have just been, like, a complete flop, and it's really funny because not everybody that I guess I've technically been in a relationship or dated was a official labeled relationship, but that's the hard part of being a millennial. I think we're all really confused when it comes to that. Like, I know what a freaking relationship is. I know, like, what all of that, you know what I mean? I get it. But at the same time, the funny thing about that is we're all in the talking stage, and then we're not in the talking stage. We're d- everything is so messy (laughs) um but yeah I don't I don't know there's certain boys are confusing and yeah I think that's where I want to leave that part um and also what's fun is the whole astrology thing so I'm going to take a quick break and then I will get into the astrology part in a minute yeah okay so now that we're back from the break um I wanted to list some of my placements and then I'm going to mention some factors (laughs) in my placements I guess um maybe one day I will get around to sharing my whole birth chart with you guys but until then um, I don't see that being very safe because your birth chart and your natal chart and your placements and all that stuff, it's actually very sacred and very private information. It's very personal. Um, and if the wrong person gets a hold of that, then you may or may not have some issues uh, on your hands there. Um, I don't know what they could possibly do. I've just been told that by a lot of astrology people on Twitter and online and all of that stuff, which is exactly why I don't share my placements, but I can tell you 
like where a planet is like in what sign um and that's completely fine with me but I'm not gonna say like oh yeah like my son is in my second house you know what I mean like that's obviously not my placement but um okay so let me flip through and I actually haven't even gotten to read half of this stuff yet um because I've been reading a bunch a bunch a bunch of other stuff um but this is one of my astrology books and it is the person-to-person astrology energy factors in love sex and compatibility and it goes on to say things about your moon sign that can influence you. So I'm a Capricorn moon, which means, like, emotions <laughs> not a thing for me. Um, they don't run deep at all, and I have a dry sense of humor, for sure. Um, clearly, I can make jokes about death, like, all day, and I realize, like, that's not good. That's not comfortable. That's not normal. Um, but also Scorpio rising, so sweet, but... Anyways, we're going to get into what my moon has to do with this. So, um, basically when major planets, which I'm also a Capricorn stellium, so that's major influence there, (laughs) um, I can seem unnaturally old and serious, which is true, especially when I'm young, which I'm young now, and I've been young my whole life, obviously, because I'm only, well, I turn 23 next month, so there's that, um, but I lighten as I grow older, I'm capable of being disciplined and conservative, and I usually take the beaten path towards my goals versus, like, risky and you know, gambling, which is kind of true, but at the same time, I just think that it's a little bit more stable, and that's what I desire. Like, I really need stability, because I'm already crazy and wild enough as is. Um, let's see, late blooming? Mm, I guess kind of, for confidence. Um, sense of inner security develops over time, and they feel that their age, at least, if not their accomplishments, has earned them some of the respect they've always craved. Yeah, no, you can, you have to respect me, that's, that is it. Um, Capricorn moon people eventually learn to relax somewhat and to trust life and other people to a greater extent. Ugh, melancholy, <laughs> no. Slowly just being over time, thank god. I don't know, basically, I apparently will have more of adventures, but dry sense of humor, fluctuating responsive emotional... Not really. I'm just not... I don't really have emotions. Ooh, yes. I don't think... (laughs) This is so interesting. So it says, um, I'm not naturally comfortable with my moon in Capricorn because Cancer rules the moon, and that's the sister sign of Capricorn, which that's, like, its home. So this is, like, being... So say that you live in, like, Washington, D.C., but then you travel all the way to, like, Hong Kong. Um... I would feel very un-at-home, like, uh, how do I, what was that? I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I can't word that the right way, but I think you know what I mean. Um, instinctive reactions to life that are characterized by self-control and caution and sometimes by a defensiveness or negativity that is almost shocking. 
They feel the need to manipulate and control the world and their feelings in order to attain the power, authority, and recognition that they deeply desire. Hmm. Tend to be most secure within themselves when their identity is confirmed by a social role, title, specific duty, or mantle of authority. Which is kind of true. I don't like being... Sorry, my alarm just went off, so let's start that over. But I don't like being somewhere that I don't know or something similar to that um unless like I am told like for example if I was a teacher I'd be completely fine teaching a classroom with people that I don't know but like if I have to go to that class I'm just gonna be like what I'm no this isn't for me I am not here for it you and get away (laughs) you know what I mean so that's pretty true The most oppressive thing about this group occurs in those who become too obsessed with being recognized as important and having authority in some cases. There is a persistent one-upmanship that pervades their personal and professional lives to the extent that the constant drive to be on top can cripple their capacity for any human intimacy as well as eliciting automatic distrust from others. Oh my gosh. Emotional suppression and denial become chronically extreme and rigid. The result can be... A person with a tyrannical streak whom others may respect but at a safe distance. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is a really messy placement and I have to deal with this. So, that's that. That's not even all of it. But oh my, like they just, they really did me in here. Um, okay, so... Yes, those are the moon signs. Let's read a little bit about my Scorpio rising, shall we? Alright, Scorpio, the rising sign with one of the worst reputations, but one of the most abundant reservoirs of talent. See, I just have all, like, the messy placements. Like, I'm also a Leo sign, and, like, everyone wants to hate on... (laughs) This is so funny. Everyone wants to hate on Leo signs, Scorpio's placements in general, Um, and... A lot of people don't like Capricorn moons either. So, like, how am I supposed to handle that? Like, uh, there's my Leo son talking for sure. But, um, very private and intense, uh, emotional extremes, which is really ironic and funny. Um, let's see. I do not consciously understand except slowly through in-depth experience and bluntly honest self-analysis, which is very true have natural inclination toward discovering the hidden, the denied, and the repressed in others, but have trouble dealing with their own suppressed or neglected aspects of self. Good at detective work, true, research, healing, and dangerous, challenging tech, which is very funny, actually, now that I read that out loud. Um, Basically, anything that everyone else has always found, like, really hard for them to do, I find super easy, but if it's something super simple, like literally like one plus one, I'd sit there and be like, I'm not sure is it one or three, like not two, even though two is the obvious answer. I would sit there and be like, no, that, that just can't be it. Like there's something else here. You know what I mean? Like I try to make it complicated so I can understand it. Um, but if you want to know the most thorough information about something, contact a person with a Scorpio attunement. Yeah, pretty much. I always know like all the weird stuff about people that yeah yeah we're just gonna go with that um so not only is there those two things that really influence it I mean also it's the house too 
if um, these things fall in. I'm trying to word things, but I can't right now. Um, and I have my Mars in Cancer, which means I'll hide anger as long as possible, but it seeps out into the atmosphere, and I try to avoid the person with conflict if they provoked me. Um, and my digestion reacts horribly to anger, and I may not be able to eat at all. So if I'm angry, I won't eat, which is kind of true. Um, I'd say, yeah, for the most part. Um, also, Mars and water signs, which is me. So here's some keynotes. Um, I assert myself through emotional subtlety and persistence, and by appealing to the deeper feelings and needs of others, which I don't think so, but maybe. Um, I just haven't realized it yet, you know? <laughs> the method of operation uses intuition, shrewdness, and slyness to attain goals and desire. I don't really think so. Physical energy is stimulated by deep yearnings, feeling needed by others, subtle intuitions, and intensity of emotional experience. Wait, that's an experience. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Ugh, gosh, okay. Wait, did I not? Huh. Oh, okay. So, my Venus is in Gemini. It says, I charm others through clever, witty, vivacious friendliness, quick to establish connections with others, and enjoy superficial banter, but can lack depth of affection, which is very true. I'm not affectionate, like, whatsoever. I'm curious about anyone, but for a limited time. I can agree with this, because I also get really bored in my relationships really quickly, which is probably why they like to sit there and tell me that they don't think that we're dating because in my head I've already moved on um or I've gone back to who I, you know what I mean it's that's kind of sad but like at least I understand that but I don't want to hurt somebody and I'm not keeping like I'm not leading them on at all but it, it's confusing so <laughs> lord help the person that I end up actually like marrying <laughs> it's going crazy um, but it says Venus in the air signs, which is me because Gemini is an air sign. Affection and appreciation are expressed through intense intellectual communication and a sense of companionship, which is very true. The person feels love and closeness with another through verbal sharing, a meeting of minds, and mutual pleasant socializing, which is very true. If I'm with you, I really like talking and I enjoy all of that stuff, which I think is beautiful. Um, and then it just goes into more stuff. Okay, so Venus and Gemini, um, if it's located in the changeable, lively, endly, located in the changeable, lively, endlessly curious sign of Gemini, there's almost invariably a broad range of interests and remarkable social skills, which I know a lot about a lot of things, you know, so I can go on for days talking and talking and talking just like we would never like run out of conversation for sure um I'm gonna skip all of that stuff because I'm not gonna read you the whole book and you should just go get it and find your placements in here and read it for yourself um because I also I'm what page am I actually on I'm on page six but also the introduction is super long and it was in Roman numerals so I'm actually pretty far into this book it's just I'm not 
at the placements yet, but apparently I express affection verbally, cleverly, lightly, and playfully, which I kind of agree with. I need a variety and constant new stimuli, um, which can inhabit chances for lasting relationships, which is very true. Like, I don't like people ask me what I'm constantly doing and all that stuff. Like, I want to know what you're doing and what new information did you find out today? Like, what did you learn about? Because I'm probably going to be very intrigued. I'm going to be like, ooh, now I need to go and research that myself and then we can talk about it and all this other stuff. Yeah, if that's not happening, then I'm going to get bored quickly. Coffee sip. Okay. So... Um, mental report is highly valued, attracted to quick wit, needs to talk immediately about one's thoughts and perceptions to feel close to another, which is pretty true. Um, women with Venus and Gemini are usually not particularly domestic unless they also have a a strong emphasis on cancer in their birth charts, which I don't. Well, I'm in my cancer, uh, whatever, you know. They love flirting, especially verbal games, including by telephone and email, but they usually convey more interest in sexuality than they really feel or can express easily on the physical level, which is really true. These ladies have quite refined nature, which is often reflected in their beautiful hands. One woman with this position emphasized how important hand contact and lots of interesting talk were in building up her sexual interest. The hand contact being particularly erotic for very intellectual women with limited experience in sexual relationships. That's interesting. I actually didn't even think about that. Mm. Among the most perceptive descriptions of how Venus and Gemini is expressed are the following excerpts. So, a woman with Gemini Venus wrote... Okay, so apparently Gemini Venus women um, like to impress them with our minds and cleverness, as well as social connections, someone being interested in our details and point of view seems like foreplay through the verbal banter. Um, Daily life's overwhelming stimuli can rattle my nervous system. Oh, so basically being promiscuous really calms them down, which I can see that. Um, Another one said she values the intellectual part of herself and she feels really good about her ideas and if someone can appreciate that part of her she uh, if someone can't appreciate that part of her she can't have a relationship with them which is I, I agree with that um I value my thoughts like extremely <laughs> um but also I have very narcissistic placements if we're being honest I would love to see if anyone could guess my placements without me actually telling them like, obviously not the ones that I've already discussed. Like, the, you know what I mean? Um, let's see here. There's also a bunch of other things about aspects in here. And, like, how certain planets and stuff... Um, yeah, each aspect must be evaluated according to the nature of the planets and signs involved. So, like, sun illuminates, vitalizes, encourages, seeks identity with, moon responds to, emotionally resonates with, receives, seeks security in. Um, Venus harmonizes, stimulates affections and sense of pleasure. Energizes social, aesthetic, romantic responses because Libra, um, Venus and Libra. Or Libra is, Venus's home is in Libra. You know what I mean? I don't, oh gosh, I'm so backwards today. 
Mars energizes and patiently initiates urges, decisions, aggressively pushes towards action, which mine are very emotional and domestic and family-oriented. Dang, Cancer. Um, Pluto, which is my chart ruler, because Scorpio Rising, I did say that, thoroughly transforms challenges to completely eliminate the old, which, yeah, I like to move on very quickly, I guess, with a lot of things. Um, Jupiter expands urges to improve or be optimistic and confident. Saturn delays, restricts, con- concentrates, forces realistic assessment and sense of responsibility. Uranus speeds up rhythm of life, electrifies perceptions, revolutionizes attitudes, disrupts established patterns of thought and action. And Neptune inspires or undermines, idolizes, romanticizes, always sensitizes. Yeah, Neptune's at home in Pisces, and that makes a lot of sense because they're very dreamy. And Neptune, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Neptune, just just saying. Um, but yeah, this book is super friggin' helpful. Love that. Also, if you want another astrology book that I have found to be extremely helpful as well, and it has great visuals, um, I got it off Amazon, I think it was like $17. But it's astrology using the, sorry, I'm reading it sideways, using the wisdom of the stars in your everyday life. And it's by Carol Taylor, I think. Okay, so now I want to discuss a little bit more um, about a random topic just to kind of end this podcast on like a light note or a lighter note. <laughs> um Recently, I've been very intrigued again by the whole frequency thing, which I need to write another thing in my journal as well as a blog post about um, frequencies. So the other day I was playing a frequency, it was a 900 hertz frequency, which is supposed to be like really healing and it's like, it's really, really nice. Um, So I was listening to one of those. I found two more um and this one is also another 900 hertz it's over 900 but it's you know um and there's another one that is chakra healing and aura cleansing so I'm probably gonna listen to that one today and they're like hours long like the last the first one that I ever listened to was like eight hours long the one on here right now is three hours the one that I want to listen to sorry I just cracked my knuckle I apologize um the one that I want to listen to is nine hours long. I'm probably not going to listen to the whole thing, but, you know, um, something good to have in the background versus, like, regular music. Like, this is beneficial. <laughs> um, so, it's, like, positive and good vibes, and it's, like, one of those, th- uh, what do they, like, the bi- binaural songs, I think. I think that's what they're calling them. Um, but those have, like, hidden message frequency things in there, like, I don't know, some people say they lose weight when they listen to them, I'm not too sure. I really think that it's just your brain, uh, because of the whole law of attraction thing, and, like, when you, if you think it, you know what I'm talking about, because you just do. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so I've been really into those, and they've been super helpful for me recently, and I can so link some in the description or on a blog post or something if you guys want me to do that. Um, the rest of my day, because it's so open, 
I hope to just get some more stuff done, plan a little bit more, read, learn. We learn forever. We love learning. Education is amazing. I hope you guys have a beautiful day, either after you hear this or whenever. You can always come back. And yeah, so I hope that you guys come back for my next podcast episode. Um, Maybe you guys can be featured in one if you leave a comment or a voice message or anything like that. I accept all kinds of contact. I would love to hear your opinions and rates and, I don't know, everything. Thumbs up, five stars, whatever. Tell me how you feel. I don't know. Let me know because I would love to know your opinion. And thank you so much for listening and yes, okay, bye.